Welcome to episode 19 of the Dealers Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and I will be your host today as we talk about the same old thing, more new stuff. Everything is changing all the time. Some people get sick of it. Some people thrive on it. Either way, whether you're one side or the other side, we're all stuck with it, so we better learn to live with it. A couple great things today. Number one, we're going to try video recording the podcast and we're going kind of low tech, I guess, low tech. I'm using 4K on my iPhone, but I did just buy a vlogging rig, and we'll have that set up sometime soon. That's kind of going to segue into something else we're talking about regarding trying something new, some news that dropped in social media, a new platform announced, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the different types of auto dealers and try to get a little clarity on where you are, try to get a little clarity on where you want to be. And uh, so we're just going to get into the episode. So let's get on to same old thing, more new stuff. Number one, first day of summer. So it's summertime. Everybody's happy about that. I don't know anyone that's really sad about summer. So it's good. Kids had their last day of school, kind of shifting into summer mode on the home front. But first day of summer, longest day of the year. Uh, It's kind of a sad day for me. Typically, I guess not really sad, but it marks the days starting to get shorter. And in the same way, I celebrate that day in, at the end of December, winter solstice, when the days start to get longer again, when it's really depressing because it's like four o'clock and it's already dark out. So it's dark when I leave the house for work. It's dark when I get home from work. I hate that. So I start getting excited when that starts shifting. So now I'm going to start getting a little sad because the days are getting shorter, but it's freaking awesome that it's light out to almost 10 o'clock. So first day of summer, change, seasons, it all happens like that all the time. The concept of seasons is something I talk about a lot just because it's the natural way life lives and I try not to get caught up in any one season. It's really tough because everything that's in front of you seems like the most important thing at the moment and to remember that seasons come and go. Um, It's really important. But let's talk about a new social media platform. So like I can just see people rolling their eyes like, oh my gosh, another platform we got to take care of or keep up with. Uh, This one's interesting. So this one, you may or may not have heard of it. It's called IGTV. So it sounds more like a cable television channel, I guess, kind of like HGTV, I guess. But IGTV and the IG stands for Insta. So Instagram TV, you know, I've, I've seen people labeling this as, oh, is this going to be a YouTube killer, really challenge YouTube's long video format? I don't know. I mean, YouTube is just so massive. So I don't know if this is going to challenge it. It's definitely going to compete with it, compete for attention, because that's the whole name of the game is attention. It's not Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or IGTV. It's Where are the consumer eyeballs? Where are people paying attention? Because as businesses and as organizations, we need people's attention so that we can tell them about what we would like to serve them or how we would like to serve them. So the attention is everything. So IGTV, the launch of a new platform, means people's attention are now in a different place, a place that we haven't paid attention before or we don't understand. And, you know, I went through the interface a little bit. It's kind of quirky. I don't know if they were like going for like, hey, let's make this a little quirky like Snapchat. But uh, it's a little quirky, not completely intuitive. Personally, I'm not a huge fan, but maybe I don't know enough to 
like it yet or like the format. So basically, here's the premise. The data shows that not millennials, we're not talking millennials, we're talking the next generation below watch so little like television, like we in our 30s, 40s, 50s, no television. They watch so little of that and they watch a lot of user-generated content. So IGTV is an effort to give a platform to more user-generated content in the ecosystem, in the Facebook, Instagram ecosystem. And Instagram has been limited to one-minute videos for a really, like really since video launched. I think they launched at one minute length. Maybe it was shorter and then it went to one minute. But IGTV, I was able to upload a 10 minute video was what it limited me to yesterday. I've seen things that said it's going to go up to an hour. So long form video is what IGTV is going to focus on. And uh, I'm going to be experimenting on it my with my Instagram account at Paul the Daily, Paul the Daily. And I'm going to be testing some things out, seeing how it works. I've been definitely been surfing around. The people I follow on Instagram, you see their channels first. So if they're producing content, you know, you're going to see their stuff. Um, you can also obviously use discover mode and search content. So as automotive dealers, as the automotive industry, now here's another platform that we're going to start thinking through. How do we connect with customers on this platform? And I'm sure we'll be talking about it more in the future. I haven't seen any ad products or heard of any any ad products yet on IGTV. But if I were to guess, I think that it'll probably be very similar to YouTube pre-roll where, you know, or mid-roll or post-roll where you'll have uh, an opportunity to sponsor, you know, like the first six seconds like YouTube. So I'm sure there'll be options like that. There's not yet. But again, this is the time to get in the game. So people that want to make an impact, the very beginning is the best place because there are limited people on the platform. The beachfront real estate is still available. Granted, it does siphon from the Instagram following. So if you have a good Insta game going on, get on IGTV because you don't want to lose your spot. So that's something new to talk about. IGTV, everybody's excited. New social media platform. Yay. (laughs) Something else. Same old thing, more new stuff. So I wanted to use that topic and that opportunity to transition into just the basic principle that we've talked about several times on the show. Dale Pollock mentioned it in his book, Like I See It. We kind of gave it, gave some more naming to it. And I've been out and about talking to dealers, making some relationships in uh, the kind of the higher levels of the auto industry lately. A lot of stuff is moving. A lot of stuff is changing. Same old thing, more new stuff. And a lot of activity and acquisitions. We talked a couple weeks ago about um, acquisition activity increasing. Um, significantly in the next 12 months. We had like 13 acquisitions in just the last two weeks. I mean, at that pace, it was like 330-some acquisitions annually. We're not going to get there. But in the past years, we've had you know over 200. So to have 13 just in the last two weeks is, is an indicator that activity is just picking up. And that really brings me back to the point I wanted to talk about is that there are three types of dealers, proactive, active, reactive. And Dale kind of outlined those in Like I See It, you know, what his thoughts were on it. And, you know, we, we label them proactive, active, reactive. Proactive dealers are the ones that understand the immense margin compression going on, understand what that's going to mean for their profits, understand what it's going to mean for their survival if they don't do something about it. They understand that selling more cars isn't enough, right? That selling more cars for more money and maximizing profit in the rest of your operations and being a better employer so that your turnover is lower and 
paying attention to manufacturer incentive programs and customer relationships and paying attention to brand and knowing that you're going to be trading on your individual brand more in the next five to 10 years than you ever have, not your manufacturer brand, your brand of your store or your group. That's the proactive group. They understand this. They're already starting to make changes and invest in these areas and operate with their you know, efficiencies of scale. And there's a lot of acquisition activity going on in some areas. Like proactive dealers have already started attacking the problem. They're already seeing results. They're already seeing margin compression being pushed off a little further. And they're winning. Let's just put it, put it that way. They're winning and they're in a position to win substantially more over the next years because of their efforts already. Group number one, proactive group. Group number two, we're calling the active group. So proactive, active, reactive. Group number two is the active group. Now this group, they do agree that margin compression is important and they have to be paying attention to it. They are keeping their eyes on the proactive group and they're saying, okay, what changes are they making? They're kind of studying, dipping their toe in the water. They're paying attention to their branding a little bit more. They're starting to buy smarter. They're starting to worry about company culture and retention. Um, they're playing around on these new social media platforms, maybe not fully executing well yet or making the investments needed to execute, but they're paying attention. They're watching that proactive group, which, which by the way, if we break this down by percentages, you know, the way Dale did it, he said the proactive group is like 10% of the market. The active group is about 20% and the remaining 70% is the reactive group. So proactive 10% active group, which we're talking about right now. These are the people that are looking at the proactive group and saying, okay, we know we need to change. We're not sure what to do yet, but we're watching what they're doing. So the active group represents 20% of dealers. And then the mass, 70% is the reactive group. The reactive group, you're going to need to force them to change. They're going to need a crisis. They're going to need um, an ultimatum in order to change. And in the pod, in the early videos and the content we produced said, they're about to get it. So this is seven out of 10 dealers are about to get it and because they're gonna have to. So the reactive group is going to be often maybe acquired, probably at a less than value than they want. Uh, they're gonna hold on maybe and continue to lose market share and lose profitability. They're in trouble. They may or may not know it, but Again, same old thing, more new stuff is not going to change. Next week, it's going to be same old thing, more new stuff. And if that's exhausting, you may be a reactive dealer. If that's exhausting, you need to make moves to surround yourself with people and processes that are going to be able to handle and manage that. Maybe vendors, a lot of good vendor solutions out there to help with the overwhelming nature of these things. You need a team and the industry needs to stick together more than it ever has. So I guess to get some clarity on this issue, I always bring it back to clarity. It's a big thing that's important to me. And clarity, it's what the, what the flag represents that I wear on my clothes and I have on my hat. That flag is just a symbol for the truth. It's the symbol for understanding where you are, where you want to be, understanding You know that in order to 
be the person you want to be or be the organization that you want to be, you have to first know where you are. You know, like when you go in the mall or you look at a map and you can look at it and yeah, it's helpful. It has all the stores and everything. But until you know you are here, until you know that fact, then the map is completely useless. So clarity is kind of like that. Clarity is finding your spot on the map and then identifying what other spot on the map you want to be on and plotting out the path. So clarity on this issue. You got same old thing, more new stuff. New Instagram platform coming out. Another platform will come out soon. And we have three types of dealers. Proactive, active, reactive. So the clarity on the question first is the question, which one are you? Proactive, active, reactive. You know, we've talked about this before. It's worth talking about again because it's easy to get lost in the process. It's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to forget. So let's get a little clarity. My hope is that through this podcast, through just thinking through these concepts that dealers and organizations and individuals will ask the question, where am I on the journey? Are you the proactive dealer? If so, you knew the answer to that question before I even asked it because you're motivated, you're thinking, you're executing. Good for you. The proactive dealers are making change and yes, making a lot of mistakes in the process, but if you don't make mistakes, you're not doing anything. So proactive group, you know who you are. The active group, you know, there's all kinds of range within the active group. All it's probably the biggest range because if you're the proactive group, you know you're proactive because you're constantly pushing the boundaries and you're seeing success. If you're the reactive group, you you constantly feel like a victim to what's going on. If you're the active group, there's there's probably times when you feel a little bit like both. So if you feel a little bit like both, you're in the active group. And the active group, I think you have a great opportunity to make a big change really quickly just by understanding, okay, I'm paying attention. I'm watching these guys. Next question, what am I going to do about it? Let's make some steps and let's start executing. Let's execute on one new thing, new social platform, new branding initiative, new company culture initiative, you know, something that isn't just like, oh, how do I, you know, make my dealership look better? You know, something that's going to make an impact, watching the proactive group, watching what they do, pick something and execute on it. Go from active to proactive. The reactive group, I think that you probably know who you are. If you're in the reactive group, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So there may not be many reactive listeners on the podcast, just because naturally speaking, we talk about the progressive things in the industry and we talk about getting going and moving. If there's one group of people I want listening to this podcast, it would be like, give me a thousand reactive dealers on the podcast. Let them all listen because I know the questions will spur 30% of them to maybe move into the active group and start paying attention. Actually, an indicator that they are paying attention is that they're listening to this podcast. So I would love for some reactive dealers to be on the podcast. And obviously, I want to help any way I can move you to active and then proactive because I believe as we move forward as an industry and start to change we're going to hold the line. We're going to offer a better experience to the customers. We're going to sell more cars. Uh, we're going to you know, make more profit. And ultimately, that means we can provide for our families and the things that are important for us. And the auto industry is, is, a, is a fun place to be. So the reactive group, again, to define them, they're just going to let the industry roll them. That's it. They're just going to wait for it to happen. They're not going to move until they have to, until they get a crisis. And if they're not paying attention and they don't know there's a crisis already, well, then they've already lost because there's totally a crisis. If you're not paying attention, you're going to lose market share. So talking about acquisitions like we did, acquisitions moving forward, the proactive group are acquiring. They are acquiring reactive stores and they're getting a great deal. The active group, hey, pay attention because you can either be the acquirer or, or you can be a really strong independent. 
Dale said, if you are not acquiring, then you're probably going backwards, or if you're not even thinking in that mindset, maybe. And the active group, hey, if you decide, you know what? I don't think I have have it in me to keep going. Well, now is a great time to look at partnering with another group, a larger group, um, or a more proactive group to maintain the legacy of the market share and get great value out of your business. Uh, Finally, reactive. Come on, guys. Just listen to the podcast for a minute. Just think about it. Just find some of your active dealers and latch on to them. Listen to the, the best performing stores in your 20 groups. Go to a conference this year. Expand your horizon. Get in a room with other people that are thinking forward. Conferences are a great way to do that. So that's kind of it for episode 19. Uh, same old thing. More new stuff. First day of summer. New Instagram platform. Proactive, active, reactive, and finally, clarity. Where are you on the map? The more important question than where are you is really understanding where you want to be. And if you're not driving right now while you're listening to this, but if you're sitting down somewhere, right? Or even if you're driving, you can just say it, but just write down the one you want to be proactive, active. I don't think anyone wants to be reactive. I would love to be run over by a crisis right now. So write it down. It's going to be a little decision. It's going to be a little line in the sand for you if you write it down. Or even if you just say it out loud, I think it'll be a little line in the sand that's going to really set and tweak your mindset moving forward. And um, as always, I'd love to help in any way I can to make you a better dealership. So please feel free to reach out. You can reach out at... um, You can click on any of the links at the dealer. Um, You can email me directly, the number one, at pauljdaily.com. I don't know if I've ever said that email address on the podcast before. However, it's valid. It'll get right to me. I would love to help. Love to talk. I hope you have a great week. I hope you make positive change this week. I hope you figure out a better way to serve your customers. I hope you cultivate a better team. Thank you for listening to the Dealers Compressed podcast. Thank you for committing to getting better every day. I'm Paul J. Daly. Have a great day.